0: To Last Sons of Crypto, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of
1: el And I'm Ray from the House of Zod.
0: And today we are, well, we're stuck in our respective fortresses of solitude, I suppose. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> you know, but that's <laughs> fine. In, yeah, we're in those, uh, those like crystal cylinders that Superman was in, in Superman 2. Yeah,
0: well, mine's pretty of Power. Well, uh, yeah. it's not that, it's mine's very sorry. dusty,
2: <laughs> Irritating. Um
0: But uh yes, we're back. Uh so you know, uh some announcements and stuff, I guess. Uh I was I was planning to do an April Fool's joke, but I realised it took a lot of work and I couldn't be bothered. Um so I did. <laughs> um But we uh so first off, um since the DC are not going to be doing physical comics, well, while Diamond's shut down and there's no like new physical releases, I figure we probably won't do any new comics until that's all sorted out, unless it's mm-hmm. something really cool like Batman, Superman, um,
1: <laughs> or action comics,
0: <laughs> or uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Um, so there's that, and we are also, what we are doing is the next two episodes after this, we'll be knocking off requests that have been sitting around for a while, so like a few months, um, mm-hmm. and then we will be covering All-Star Superman, because we both mm-hmm. like it, and there's lots to talk about, it's rereadable and raised with more Superman since he last read it as mm-hmm. well, so... That'll be interesting, and it's just a it's a nice feel good comic with you know some depth lots we talk about and stuff and we figured, hey, give it everyone's stuff inside, and so if you might do something you know nice and upbeat yes uh, is, is
1: it is it fair to say I like it more than you, Connor? um I don't know man
0: <laughs> like i I do really like it, I just complain about its reputation
1: uh um, oh no no, I was just I was just I was just joshing oh, own, okay. Man. <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, I I know you like it, yeah, and and I like it as well, but um yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good, but it'll be good to it'll be good to cover finally. It's I mean we've covered some of the big guns. Um this is certainly one of them as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um you know, it's definitely not gonna be the last time I read it because uh in fact you you I've only read it once years ago. So it'll be interesting to come back to it. Yeah. Um so yeah, and so that'll be fun. Uh, any recent requests we got, like in the past month or two, we they'll be on the back burner until after we do all we'll stuff. Superman, because uh, you've been a lot of requests lately, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, we, we'll get to all the requests eventually. It's just if you send a new request in, it might be a long time before we get there.
1: Oh, for sure, but we will get to it. It's it's a lot Definitely. of fun. Getting requests, and it's, it's always fun to have more than than not enough, you know. So, so pile them on. We'll uh, we'll queue it up, and we'll get to it for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so in Superman news, uh, there's you know, I think new people are talking about stories where Superman self isolates, which is new Um, because he does <laughs> that. He he isolates himself if he does, he does. disease. It's not like deceased, where he just mm. you know anyway moving on from that horror um (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna do as usual the new superman releases so we have action comics 1021 and batman superman 8 so why don't we start with action comics
1: yeah put this up here yeah so again um story brian michael bendis and john Romita jr yeah uh, on art is all you really need to know. Klaus Janssen, Inca, as well. Right. She's done the previous ones. Uh, Brett Anderson, colorist, and Dave Sharp, letterer. Uh, and then we have an editor, Jamie S. Rich. Mm. Mm. So, I don't know, Connor, what did you What did you think of this? I thought it was a lot better than the last issue, at least. Well,
0: I mean, yeah. It, it was the conclusion to this arc, which I'm glad, because this arc was just generally like. It should have been good, mm. but it wasn't it was I thought it was disappointing i this I thought this issue was very uh, eh, you know, I just kind of read it, and I was like, all right, <laughs> nothing really stood out. There was some really annoying Bender speak from the Leviathan dude.
1: Um, oh, yeah. I'm yeah, like, absolutely. Oh, shut up. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was the most notable Bendis speak out of this issue. I thought, apart from that, he did okay with everything else. Um, yeah. The, the, the problem I have with this, and it's not only like just this title, but it's a risk when you, when you do it. And so when Bendis packs it with these larger than, like, what, the Legion of Doom, like the big yeah. letters, and, and the likes of, you know, the, the Justice League with you got Flash and Wonder Woman and stuff. And they have really just bit part roles. I mean and, and they're such larger than life characters themselves. It's hard to do them justice because at the end of the day, what Bendis has done is that you concentrate only on a handful of the characters. Um and not even Lex. I don't think even Apex Lex gets that much to shine in this.
0: He did um, have like one issue, but you know, it turns out yeah, it's oh, just I mean, been used by Leviathan yeah. so
1: yeah, but I mean, yeah, like in this issue, um, he and Superman are the main two over here as well. I love Connor's uh, interaction. Yeah,
0: he was the highlight of this whole thing for me, really. Yeah.
1: He was a bit of an X-Factor. Um, yeah. Uh, but this this red cloud, one of the things that I thought, and again, sorry, a little quibble, is this ultra-tropey thing of this change of heart. You, you, you know, when Superman's about to bite the dust, you know, everything's stacked up against him. And he has his final plea to Red Cloud, and all of a sudden she kind of... Has that been built up before? Had she had some I mean, um, she'd concerns? been, like, not
0: really. Like, she mm. had been pretty awful for, like, mm. all of this. But I guess the whole thing is she... This was from her, you know, uh, it's like from being a greedy power person, killing people who get in your way, to... You're about to kill Superman and hand over the Metropolis to the Legion of Doom, so I guess maybe I like kind of saw it as like, oh, it's like a pretty big step up. Maybe they're like, hey, actually, this is kind of crazy. But okay. um, if she's just like a good guy from now on, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, honestly, well, it I, just, like it. I didn't care. Like, I was, <laughs> I was like, whatever. Um, you know, I was, yeah, yeah, I just didn't find myself caring about any of this really. I like the Connor stuff, but. Um, it was just yeah. like, I didn't
1: notice,
0: yeah, it was just meh, man. And the artwork was just, I don't know, It just kind of felt like an eyesore.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, the, the the artwork was, again, not not the best. Um, maybe I'm just slowly getting used to it from the previous issues, but yeah, it's definitely not the best. Uh, I didn't have that much issue with it this time, although the one that stood out for me was on the front cover and the first couple of pages, you know how, um... John Romero Jr. loves putting lines on people's faces to the the extent that it sometimes looks like, you know, war paint or something, but it isn't. It's meant to be like texture, but it just doesn't come across like that. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, I don't know, not not too big a fan of this. Glad it kind of ended, as you said, um, and Leviathan at the end there, just spouting off something.
0: Like this, Um, yeah, this run had one good issue. And that was the first one which impressed
1: us, and then it was just, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, so, we'll, yeah, I I do like also kind of, and I don't know if this is a, a DC thing, if it's a usual DC thing, but um, but them cleaning up their own mess at at the end, um, because at least it addresses the fact that you know there is um there I've, is damage.
0: I have seen a lot. Uh, I, I can't say if it's like a thing they've always done, but I have seen a lot of that while reading DC, okay. um, as opposed to Marvel. Not to get all Marvel, yes, yeah. but it, it affects. No, no, things I've seen DC, especially with the Flash, like cleaning up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I remember
1: it in the animated series. Yeah, we did that animated one, and he, and he talks about oh, I've got to clean up the mess again. I just like that that nod. At least they're aware of it.
0: Well, in the even like in early Superman comics, due to the nature of his character. He would always be helping clean up afterwards, mm. like helping who were trapped and stuff like that, so.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I know, like, with him it's kind of always been like that, because, you know, certainly well, Oh, that's pretty uh, good. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, the, and it says the next issue is the House of Kent, so I believe that's like uh, Connor Kent, so probably I'll read that, um, see how it is, because I like the character, and it,
1: you know, yeah, so tell us a bit more about Connor Kent. Connor, do you know What, what is he? Is he a clone, or what, what's happening? Yeah, he's like,
0: reality? he's a clone. Um, he has some of. I hope I'm not getting mixed up. I read. I've read Reign of the Superman. Um, but he, he, I believe, he has uh, half of. See, I don't know if I'm getting this mixed up with Titans so or if this is actually the case in Reign of the Superman because I did read Reign of the Superman, but a lot happened in that book. So I believe he's a clone of Superman and Lex. Oh wow! Um, and his powers are a bit different. So he has like some kind of like telekinetic thing going on. Okay. Um, I haven't read heaps of his stuff, but I've I've you know he was really good in Reign of the Superman. He was really good in Titans. He's good wherever I've seen him. I think he's a. Mm. Uh, if we're talking about, like, successes to Superman, I think he's a much more interesting successor than John Kent, his son. Okay. Because Connor Kent would be really... Like, John Kent was, like, perfect from the get-go, you know. But with, yeah. with John Kent, uh, this Superboy, it'd be, like, it'd be really interesting to see him try and take Superman's place. And yeah. that would be a really interesting arc. And I think they've done that uh, in a Young Justice arc where they went to the Future or something, or Teen times but... um.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. No, he does sound quite like an interesting character. Something that I can kind of. Uh, he certainly had the most personality. It seemed here.
0: Yeah, he, he's got a lot of. He's a good part of the Superman mythos. He's not like just another dude from Krypton. Yeah. Um. And so okay. So he he originally just started as a clone of. The, the closest human genetic equivalent of Superman. So he's a kind mm-hmm. of Superman as much as I could do with a human. And then, um, in 2003, I'm reading, he was retconned in Teen Titans 1 as a Kryptonian human hybrid of Superman and Lex Luthor, which I believe they did that in the Reign of the Superman animated movie and Titans, which is why I got confused. Uh, okay. so, yeah, he's cool though. Uh, as I was, as I mentioned to you before, there's a Jeff Lemire. Superboy, run, right, yes, but I want to read it, right. um, which sounds pretty fun.
1: So yeah, It'll be interesting to see how Lemire um, handles him. Um, we were talking about him a lot. For me, I think you mentioned it, Lemire's a very hit and miss with you. Um, I, I tend yeah. to agree. Um, his good stuff is very good. Like I love his Moon Knight yeah. stuff yeah. Um, and his Black Hammer stuff. But, yeah, there are a few DC things that I think he's done that... Like, I think,
0: was he the one who did Joker, that new Joker Black Label or something? Because that sucked. Yeah. That was awful. Yeah. I felt like that was written by a 14-year-old. But, like, uh, I think he did an issue of Batman-Superman, I believe, where, I think I've mentioned this before, where they have to shrink and go into Batman's brain. (laughs) (laughs) Like, because Batman was in space and he, like, inhaled a miniature city by accident. So Superman (laughs) and uh, (laughs) the Atom had to go in and get it out of there. And that was just it's such a great premise and you know Batman's like so why don't I don't go to space and stuff like that <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I think like if he gets something fun and this Superboy sounds like he's going to Smallville High and there's like the kind of you know X-Files Buffy thing where it's like a case of the he does different cases that are around Smallville and yeah. stuff so I think that That'd sounds very fun Um and yeah. he's a fun character as well like he's you know he's pretty white hearted and stuff so mm. uh Yeah, so I'm definitely interested in reading it. Actually, recently, I just read the full Benders Defenders run, which might shock you. Um, Oh,
1: wow, you did? Yeah, because
0: I I swore off it for ages. Not because it was Benders, but because of what they did with Dead Elves Identity, which I'm still shitty about, Mm -hmm. but I think I'm over it enough that I'm reading again. Um,
1: Yeah, but what did you think of Defenders? I thought it, like... It wasn't
0: bad. It definitely wasn't. It was better than this. (laughs) Um, Like the...
1: Uh, I think the art is a lot to do with that.
0: The character interactions are better. Um, Mm -hmm. They do have different... Like all the characters do have distinctly different voices.
1: Um, They do. They do. So I thought... I love saying... Yeah. Sorry, I love saying the Punisher in there as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, the Punisher was yeah. good. Um, hmm. and like, I mean, Power Man, Iron Fist, uh, Jessica Jones, and Dedal, they were all good. They all felt yeah. like themselves. Um, you know, and like, Bendis has a really bad history with Iron Fist. Yeah. But, so I was surprised to see Iron Fist get so much respect in this book. Like, <laughs> when he gets his back broken, and then he just gets up and yeah. beats up Diamondback, I was like, holy crap, that was awesome. I did not expect that. <laughs> Um, and I was very surprised, and there was that cool
1: fight with Elektra, yeah. As well, that
0: was fun. I didn't. I didn't like how he used Chi to beat her at the end, but I guess that's uh, like a bit of a nitpick. But whatever. Well, um, it's been
1: a while since I've, I've read it, but um, my impression. I mean, there were good bits in it, but I think story wise as a whole, it just wasn't that fulfilling. For oh, me. like
0: I, I... yeah, the main plot like it sucked. The thing that carried it was the the defenders themselves. Yeah. Like the main plot Diamondback was so boring. He, he was mm. terrible. Um yeah. maybe there's a reason this dude got killed off in the first two issues of Pierre for Like <laughs> Um Yeah. You know, he was like a really lame villain, and then they did a switch up at the end, the Hood's the villain. I'm like, oh wow, the Hood. What a really <laughs> was, exciting yeah. change-up. Um, yeah. you know, so uh I was yeah, it, it was. It was like his last Marvel book, wasn't it?
1: I think so. Yeah,
0: it was. Yeah, so because I guess he's, yeah, yeah. As much yeah. as this have problems with Venice, it, it was nice that you got to sort of write all his characters one last time. Um, mm-hmm. Although Peter Parker wasn't really in there, but um, no,
1: and he writes Spider Man the best, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. His Ultimate Spider Man is really good. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and and his Spider Man, which is pretty pretty good as well. Um, yeah. the first time Miles Morales and Peter Parker meet.
0: Yeah, um, that was good. Mm. Um, but like I enjoyed it overall. I think I gave because Goodreads doesn't do half star ratings, which drives me crazy. So I think I gave like the oh, first yeah. half, I gave three stars because it was like it's all right. The second half, I gave two because it was like, mm. but uh, yeah, I didn't regret reading it. I enjoyed it overall. I mean, like it had some cool Fist moments, and that's like more yeah. than I was hoping. Thought it would be oh, a hot mess train wreck, but it wasn't. So I yeah. did get annoyed by oh. the. Uh, this isn't Bendis's fault, well, but the really obvious synergy to the Netflix shows, like Elektra's costume, oh, all yes, of a sudden yes, the yes. exact same, and, which is also yeah. what I blame for Daredevil's identity change as well. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a whole other topic. So
1: yeah, yeah, I uh, de- definitely cashing in on um, on the Netflix around that time. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: especially since Defenders was like just a name in the TV show. Like the comic book team Defenders is
1: different. Oh yeah, a lot. Um, or they had a, a rotating like a really different roster, but the the OG Defenders were brilliant.
0: Yeah, and like Iron uh, Fist and Power Man have been in that Defenders team. But like, oh, right. yeah, oh, like- they
1: have. Yes, the the Matt Fraction run. Right?
0: Yeah, and Power yeah, Man was yeah. in it. I think. Like, in, he comes in, like, a couple issues, but Iron Fist is a former member for a bit. Um, but, like, that, that, they're, those defenders, they're heavy hitters. So, like, your, your Defenders team, instead of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Location Iron Fist, your Defenders team in Fractions Run had, like, Namor, Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, uh, Red She Hulk, Iron Fist, uh, cause Iron Fist isn't that weird thing where you can hang out with Cosmic or Street Level. yeah he's great he's very very diverse yeah but like so anyway this is just a tangent Uh, but yeah uh action comics one thousand twenty one. uh i don't know i'll give it like a four
1: a four geez uh okay um i'd i'd give it a yeah maybe a, a five i think it just just because in context with the previous issue i think it was a lot more a little bit more readable Um, but yeah, but, but the whole story by no means, it hasn't done justice to any, you know, to the story at all. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, so a five, five for me. Also, the covers
0: misleading, but I can't really fault comments for that, so. Oh, yeah, no,
1: that always, always seems to happen. Yeah. But, um, should we go on to the, the next one?
0: Yeah. Actually, before we do that, there was a bit of. Yep. Thing that I forgot. So, apparently, um. DC Entertainment has made a series of virtual backgrounds available to download uh, to use in your video chats. Oh. Which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, so there's like. Um, there's the Batcave. There's a few of those. You know, there's Gotham, there's Arkham, there's uh, the Daily Planet. Uh, it's That's actually a Yeah, oh, they
1: That's have- so cool.
0: They have two Fortresses of Solitude. They have the uh, Grant Morrison Year 52 Fortress and they have the Bermuda Triangle Fortress, both, which I think are really... um, yeah, You know. So, yeah. I thought that was pretty neat and I thought that'd just be fun to point out. uh, Yeah. Well, they even have like Apocalypse and New Genesis and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, check them out. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes because mm-hmm. I just thought that was a bit of fun. So, uh, yeah, but now on to Batman Superman 8. Yes. Which, you know, I've been looking forward to. Um, so it turns out this was a two-issue arc, mm-hmm. which it was disappointing, but, like, it, um, it... make I guess it makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um... It's an interesting point that you you raise because it was only two issues, wasn't it? I didn't yeah. feel I didn't feel um, shortchanged though. Uh, I guess I just yeah, expected
0: no. it to go for six issues and I went for two, so I guess I was disappointed in that sense. But I didn't feel like oh, yeah. it didn't feel rushed or anything. I mean,
1: there's certainly a lot. I mean, the the ideas that Williamson bring um, certainly got us excited about what could happen with the Kandorians being, um, you know. Uh, Lazarus pitted, yeah, and uh, and, and doing that. Um, so there was definitely a scope to do bigger and broader things. Um,
0: yeah, but it got resolved. So
1: yeah, cool. I can understand. But yeah, but it got resolved pretty well. Uh, and and I like the little, if you can call it a twist, at the end because I didn't see it coming. Did you see it coming about him only um,
0: taking half the candle off? Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't see that coming actually. Um, so
1: yeah. You know, that's pretty smart. That was good. So it, again, it, it always gives something that you just don't expect, uh, and um, I don't know how I would have thought this would have played out, but um, uh, it was yeah, it was really fun to see. Got some nice action yeah. as well.
0: It was still good. Uh, it was yeah. very Zod book actually. Oh yeah, um, Zod really <laughs> shine in this book. Like I love when Raz or Ray, how you pronounce it, uh, slices mm-hmm. him with the Kryptonite sword. Yeah, <laughs> and then he just gets up and grabs him by the throat. He's like, "Do you really think that's gonna like leave you incapacitated?" <laughs> yeah. Like, um,
1: yeah. The hu- the humor in this is really good. Like he goes, he goes, what is he say?" It's been a long time since I've been hurt like this. Then he goes, "But I'm not that hurt." <laughs> and he grabs him. It, it's just I, I like this kind of yeah, just a bit of smart aleckness. Um, yeah, and it's good to see Zod. Um, being as powerful as he should be, and I'm yeah. even thinking kind of, geez, that I'm really liking his chest um, emblem. His, you know, Z emblem. There's a T-shirt out there. I think I might might have to grab it. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Um. So that was kind of funny. And then he sort of uh, he could kill Ruzz, but he doesn't because he wants to um, like keep the sort of peace with Superman. Because they have a truce going on right now, that you know Zod isn't like a crazy murder hobo. Um, so uh...
1: but it's also I like the cyclical nature as well. Um, so at the beginning, it starts with a young Zod, and I just love how it returns to it. And oh yeah, and, and his son. Yeah, and then there's a kind of I don't know warmth to it at the end. I mean, Zod it doesn't it never seems to be totally like evil. Um, is that is that the way he's always been? Like, there's always a no. Bit of... No, okay.
0: I mean, like you you look at. I mean, just look at like the the uh, Superman the two. movie.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm thinking. That's uh, how I first thought Zod was like just a a tyrant, an evil guy, and and obviously not obviously, but um, Man of Steel. Yeah, might as well. He's, yeah, I mean,
0: Man, Man of Steel. He's like he's still pretty evil. But he's like he's more sympathetic than that. Um, yeah, uh, he's much it's, more sympathetic but... in that than he is in Superman too. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, this uh, like he's grown as a character, and I think I think it's largely due to Jeff Johns with New Krypton. Because bef- okay. not before uh, New Krypton, I never really remember him having much like depth. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Zod and New Krypton, you know, he lost the power, but he genuinely cares about Krypton as well. Um, yeah, which is like I remember. I remember I saw Man of Steel, and I saw a lot of like new Krypton's Zod in that movie. Um, and he was like, wouldn't there be a new Krypton?" I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "But um, yeah." So I think, and now Zod's kind of like he's continued developing to the point where Superman and Zod have like a truce going on. Yeah, because um, Zod wants to sort of. I mean, honestly, I don't know. The whole story with Salt's planet, I believe him, his wife, and his son, maybe like a couple of underlings, like subjugated that planet and have sort of made like a new kind of Krypton sort of civilization on it. Um, Okay. But they're not all Sid Powder or anything, I think. I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't, because that was, um, I think that happened in like Action Comics 995 or something, and I haven't read those, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, just flicking through this as well, another shocking moment was when Raz al Ghul puts the sword through the, the can through Candor and, and just decimates it. Um, yeah. He, that was pretty cool. After you know, just after they're all rounded up, so to speak, and put back in the bottle. Um I thought that was a pretty callous thing there, so you you kind of feel for Zod there and you can understand why he's so angry. And I just wanted him to beat the hell out of him.
0: Yeah, Honestly. I mean, I kind of wish this was old school Zod, so he would have just killed like Rozwell, cool, <laughs> straight yeah. up. Um But he didn't kill him, so it was like—I uh, mean, that was like kind of like when Batman's like, "Oh, killing him won't make you feel better." And I'm just kind of like, mm. I don't know, man. <laughs> Zod's like a—you know—I I feel like it would make Zod feel better, but I guess he's changed. The yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's, he's certainly become an anti-hero of some sorts, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, I would like to see more Zod content. I feel yeah, like... Me too. I do feel like Williamson will come back to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if he got that impression, but I feel like he'll revisit this later on.
1: Oh, no, I certainly think so as yeah. well. Um, because, yeah, I mean, it, there's I wouldn't say there's a loose end, but I think just the fact that what we've got is... We've re-established Candor, um, like the, the citizens in there. Yeah. Um, at least half of, half of them. Um, um, so there's, you know, there's another chapter in this for sure. Yeah. Um, but,
0: but the next uh, issue is Gotham vs. Atomic, so I'm guessing, I've no idea, mm. I haven't read the songs, I'm guessing it's Atomic Skull maybe in Gotham, but I'm not oh. sure. Okay. Um, just because it's Atomic moment. Like, well, atomic Skull, Superman, so, you know, um, right. So who
1: knows? But uh, it'll be interesting. It's it's a good run. I'll you know I'm definitely going to keep picking this up. Well, well, hopefully it's it's still got the balance, you know, between Superman and Batman. I mean, this one, although you could say it it does lean towards Superman only a bit. It still has a lot with Razal Gould and the Lazarus Pit and Batman. Well,
0: Superman um, wasn't actually in this issue heaps. He kind of leaves no, but during the climax and just stays off-panel.
1: Yeah, but his uni- his corner of the universe it, it is, is, you yeah. know, the Candorians and everything. So, um, I guess there might be a bit more of a Batman-centric or Gotham-centric arc coming up. But I- I'm hoping that Williamson keeps a nice balance.
0: Yeah, that that'll be good. But I guess we'll see. Like as long as it's good. Yeah. Um, the know, art
1: was again really good I've yeah heard
0: the I, I hope it's still uh, Darrington on the next issue mm. so
1: yeah but uh,
0: yeah um, what, do, what do you give this how many miniature Kandorians
1: do you give this out of Yeah. The <laughs> I'll give this a good um, a good seven and a half. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember how the what I did for the first. Uh, equally as good as the first part for me. Yeah. Um, maybe the first part is a little bit better, but um, just as a whole, this two part, a nice tight story, engaging. The characters, you know, there's not a cast of thousands, so you can really invest in in a lot of the – Basically, four characters. Um, yeah. The two villains and the two heroes, uh, and, and beautiful art. So yeah, seven and a half. How about yourself?
0: Um, I'll probably give it like six point
1: five.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I did. Uh, I thought it was a step down from the last issue. I, the main problem yeah. is I didn't really buy Batman's speech to Zod.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't. Uh, I was reading that as well. Going, he because, and I just you know read Action Comics, and it's here we go. Here's another plea.
0: And I, I just from a hero. I felt like I mean I don't know. I guess I guess Zod's different. And there's also the motive that Zod wanted to, like, keep the peace with Superman. Mm. But Zod is like, you know, you're angry. But Batman's like, Zod, you're Can consume you and stuff? I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know. I,
2: no. I
0: don't really buy Batman
1: and Zod relating to each other. Um <laughs> I just assume Zod ignored Batman totally. Yeah, I mean <laughs> just, that. I guess
0: that could be my head yeah. Canon. He's just Yeah, he's like I don't know what he's saying, but
1: <laughs> yeah, he just I blocked him out, and he's like, oh, he, he was babbling on about something. But Tell then, Kal-el that I'll honor oh our truce.
0: <laughs> then they have, uh, but they do that line where Superman's like, oh, you know, I couldn't relate to Zod like you did. Yeah.
1: Oh, but again, headcanon, like you know, yeah, things <laughs> happened, but, you know, in truth, Zoda just had no idea who that no <laughs> idea who that spec was below him,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's still good. Uh, yeah. it was a nice two part arc, but um, yeah. yeah, so that is um, everything before the main events,
1: mm-hmm. and as you mentioned, Connor, sorry, that that's pretty much it for comics, right? Because DC they've stopped, they, They've, they've Turned uh, off the tap, haven't they?
0: I, they might have. I think I saw something like that. I'm not I'm not completely up to date, but I guess okay. you'll find out when we do our next episode uh, mm. if the what we go with their comics is um, if they cover anything released or not. So, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So... we shall... Do you want to fly to the... Yeah. Um. Sorry, Do
1: you want to fly to the future? Yeah, yeah. H- how about on the other side of this break? Um, we'll fly off to the future. We, we need a little time. Ha, 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 yeah, I need to prep. My intended to get there.
0: My time machine. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So let's do it. Do so we do? Up. Up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> ready. Up. Let's go. Up, up, up and away.
0: Hey everyone, this is Brian, the host of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And since 2017, Inner Demons has been the best place on the web for news, reviews, and regular discussion with our listeners about Marvel's Spirit of Vengeance, Ghost Rider. You can find us on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast catchers, as well as on Twitter, at InnerDemonsGR. Remember, listening to your Inner Demons is not always a bad thing. Right on.
1: Is the Venom Site official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews and point of views about Venom-related comics, movies, television, animation and merchandise. We are available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play Music and YouTube. Join us, won't you? Yes, welcome back. You are listening to the Last Sons of Krypton, the Superman podcast. Connor and I have just landed in the 30th future. century. 30th century or 31st? Um, people, 31st century. Sorry, people are wearing uh, waterproof jackets, um, inflatable shoes, yeah, <laughs> um, multicolored caps on their head, and, and hoverboards. It's um, kind of like Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> centuries ahead, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so kind of before we get into the synopsis, what are we doing? Oh, all right, no, we're doing.
0: I <laughs> just—is that some you having some sort of existential crisis, right? No, now? no, no. Uh, right, so we are doing adventure comics three sixty nine to three seventy at the request of a friend of the show from Swamp Things Podcast, Robert Reinke. Right. Yes. So, hello, Robert. Um. Yeah. So, did we announce this at the start? I don't think we did. No, well, that sucks. But here it is now, and you'll probably <laughs> you'll probably know what we're doing from the episode title anyway. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we're in the 31st century, and I guess I'll get into the synopsis. Part 1. Mordrew the Merciless. The Legionnaire's most powerful enemy, Mordrew has escaped his confines and is in pursuit of the young heroes. Superboy, Mon-El, Duo Damsel, and Lass make a narrow escape into the 20th century and find themselves in Smallville. Mon-El recounts to Lass the origin of Mordrew and the awesome power he wields. The Legion was able to trick him and eventually incapacitate him, but a small mistake leads to Mordrew's resuscitation and his eventual pursuit of his would-be captors. In Smallville, the quartet bunker down at various residences, all under guise. Superboy is Clark Kemp, and Mon-El is Bob Cobb. His cousin to stay with the Kents. Dora Damsel, as Mary Elkins, passes herself off as a distant cousin of Cheese Parker, and last but not least, the heavily make up Shadow Lass, as Betsy Norcross sneaks in with the Langs as an exchange student. Mordrew's influence is soon felt in the town in the visage of a great shadow, and the heroes do well to shield themselves lest they be discovered by the evil sorcerer. Mordrew affects the minds of other citizens and turns them into his eyes and ears. Any sign of the Legionnaires and citizens will work Mordru. In another effort, Mordru conjures up illusions in the hope that the heroes will expose themselves. Monel, however, maintains a cool head and reassures the others. It is not long before the illusions disappear and Mordru's plan is foiled again.
1: Part two: Mordru and the mob. With the heroes hiding, the presence of Superboy is sorely missed, and soon crime escalates. The mob moves in and King Carter sets up his kingdom in Smallville, demanding tributes and anything else he wishes. Although the Legionnaires dare not expose themselves, they convince the town to stand up to the mob and with a little subtle help from the Legionnaires, the mob's rule is soon defeated. A small meeting by the Legionnaire is spied upon by Lana and being the eyes and ears of Mordru, she exposes them to the evil villain. Mordru suddenly appears in front of the Legion of Superheroes, to wreak
0: his revenge. Okay, so that was issue three sixty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have. Well, I know this is written by Jim Shooter and drawn by Kurt Swan. Just trying to find the other credits there might be. Let's have a look here. Uh, oh, Jim Shooter was also a penciler as well, apparently. Inkers: Kurt Swan and general. Oh. Abel. Um, an editor was more wiser now. So, uh, yeah. Um, you know, we're firmly, you know, we're just before the Bronze Age here, I guess. Um, still in the Silver Age. Um, so, mm-hmm. this, like, I've never really read Legion. I've read when they've, like, popped up in, you know, Superman or Superboy, but I've never really, like, read Legion comics. And I, I suppose this is Adventure Comics, I'm not sure. This is uh, but uh yeah no i I really enjoyed this issue uh mm-hmm. a lot more than I was expecting. um I love this like space sorcerer that conquered you know like the outer edge of the galaxy, I think that's awesome, I love like the you know beat crazy sci-fi like i just I just love the sort of sci-fi feel of this whole thing, really, um this is very imaginative, uh the characters are good as well like it's, it's mm-hmm. you know they're all teenagers which is fun um yeah what what are your thoughts yeah thoughts? i um
1: yeah I, I actually thank you robert again for suggesting this i really enjoyed this i i didn't think i would um because I guess I didn't know what to expect from the the legion of superheroes um, but it's good to see a young Clark Kent here and and for what does it what does it for me what I really like is as you mentioned Mordrew, I think he's a really uh a really interesting villain and and when you have a very interesting villain um that Really does help set up the backbone for for a good story. Um, I enjoy the other characters as well, but they were very much, a, a, I guess, a thing of their time. Um, like you know, Duo Damsel mm. and and Sh- Shadow Lass. Incidentally, Connor, in that synopsis I wrote, I I did erroneously put Shadow Lass. I thought that was her name at first. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you uh, good on you for correcting that, Shadow Lass. Um, and yeah, they they are kind of very dated for the time, but there's a little little bit of charm to it um especially since they go to smallville as well so so we get this kind of um they're meant to be futuristic but reading it now they are they to me they're so dated but they go back to the present day which is the 20th century uh and and it was fun i uh, i think it was fun and this looming um threat that is more due
2: um
1: is really just really entertaining uh, i I really do like it and and to kind of understand his power uh understand his origin as well like he was quite almost unbeatable i mean he, he was oh yes yeah. you know to to canvas the cosmos um and he's in search for them so they've actually had to go back in time to try and escape him but he still is able to to kind of follow them to an extent yeah uh, but no yeah really enjoyable uh the art was really cool I oh really
0: the is great well. i love that uh yeah you know, I kind of love how they're like bunkering down in Smallville, almost like it's a horror yeah. movie. Yeah, and it's very shadowy and stuff. And I love like the giant shadow of Mordrew yeah. going across Smallville. I thought that was very
1: cool. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, it just makes him make him. It makes him seem to be this like this force, which he is. Um, yeah, and it's something that's bigger than any of them, or even the whole town. Uh, and, and this idea that uh, if you get touched by the shadow then you'll be alerted to he'll be alerted to your presence and yeah and, and so yeah it be, as you say it becomes a very horror thing it's almost like almost kind of like the blob in in that sense you know yeah or the shadow some evil shadow
2: yeah
1: um, so yeah i really enjoyed it and, and then the fact that he can control or he has influenced the rest of the citizens makes it almost like a like, you know, A Village of the Damned. Or yeah,
0: like yeah, I got some very cool stuff on that. I mean, as regards to the future, I, I didn't feel like the future was dated. I, I I bought into it being the future pretty easily, because um, mm-hmm. it's the future, so we don't know how it's going to end up. <laughs> yeah. um, Fair and, like, I, you know, I like the... You know, I, I did enjoy the Legion in this. And, I mean, like, Duo Damned right. and stuff, like, their kids. You know, of course they're going to give themselves yeah. like these uh, very... Uh, what's the word I'm for? these very sort of classic superheroish names you know what I mean like um, so
1: how old are they they meant to be are they like late teens or I feel like they're, they're like around
0: like... Um, I'm not sure how old they're supposed to be, but they're definitely teens yeah Um, you know but like um uh, do, do I want to say 16 16 too old that's kind of the vibe I got yeah maybe like yeah
1: 15 to 16 yeah
0: yeah. Um so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool art in this, especially with like, you know, Mordre conquering the galaxy and stuff. Um mm-hmm. I mean it's gen- generally the art was just really good. Like
1: Oh really nice. Very classic look. I loved it.
0: Yeah. Um you know, it's uh it's all consistently high quality art. There was no there was no like art that I noticed as being bad or out of place or that took me out of anything. It was all mm-hmm. Consistently really good, so it's like I guess there's not much to point out individually because it was all so like consistently high grade. Yeah. Um and I do I do like you know, The dilemma they face is they're trying to like hide, and they're obviously like drawn out of hiding, and mean, it's just a very um real threat. If that makes yeah. sense, yeah.
1: It's re- it's really cool because it, it actually makes it quite a. A very interesting story without them really having to use their superpowers at all, and and no. I thought I would have been, you know, if you if you described it to me, I thought you know I thought that would have been a pretty boring thing, but the fact that they have to try and um, elude or elude um, Mordru uh, makes it quite fun, you know, and, and they've got to be in disguise. Um, even this thing with Shadowlass, she starts kind of showing her futuristic. I know tendencies. I know with, yeah. her, with her jargon and stuff like that. Um, but even the fact that she has to cover herself up with makeup. Um, just a question with Mon L. So he is he Kryptonian? Do you know much about this this dude?
0: Um, I mean, it's, I I do. It's one of those things that like I've read, but every time I read about him, he's like got like a kind of different backstory. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I'm pretty sure he's a Daxamite. Um, I have to just check. Oh. But like okay, yeah, I, yeah, I do know him. He's popped up enough that I do know him. And he has like a weakness to lead, and he was a sent to mm-hmm. the future. Um, I believe okay. to like get around that.
1: Because I thought he was just uh, related to Superman because he has the L um in the name, right? Or is that is is that meant to be his super name? Is no, so name? uh,
0: yeah, he's a he's a Daxamite. I well, thought um. But, uh, like, okay, so he had amnesia, and then they go, you know, blah, blah, blah. They concluded that he was his long-lost brother, and that's how he got the name mon L.
2: Uh
0: So it's more like an adoptive thing, I guess. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he's in Supergirl as well. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah. No, like in, in present in present canon, is he?
0: That, as in, like, a TV show. But he's also in present oh, canon. Oh, okay. He's running around somewhere, I think. Like, he, he just he oh. pops up now and then. Um, okay. So, yeah, he he is a he's part of the uh, Superman family, I guess. And he's also part of the Legion. He's just you know, some sort of stuff. Mm. he's been her a couple of times. Um,
1: yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, can I? Sorry, I'm just going to bounce around because I'm looking through these these pages as well. I, I again, we're talking about them um, not trying not to be exposed as the superheroes. And, yeah. and I love this tactic by Mordru of um, creating these illusions as well. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool. That was a fun thing. That was a fun thing to actually, more so with the, that animal, st- the monster stampede, to have something a bit more fantastic come in here. Um, but, you know, it makes total sense because Mordrew's trying to get the superheroes to show themselves. So he, he wants to come um, and kind of smash them. uh, Yeah, yeah, really, really cool.
0: Yeah, uh, this this being like my first, I guess, I don't know if it's my first proper Legion story, but um, it's the first one that doesn't have, like, Superman front and centre, I suppose. Uh, I was definitely very impressed. Um, Like, Mm. it's just, I I love the, you know, the small town.
2: As you said, there's just,
0: like, a lot of sort of, you know, vibes you get from it, like, Village of the Damned and stuff and stuff like that, and it was just... It was so. It's just not what I expected, and I was like, yeah. just them being yeah. civilians and trying to hide from this awful threat. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Um, yeah. so, it's not a
1: superhero comic at all, is it? I mean, in that sense, it's uh, you know, because there's no there's no flashy costumes out on show. Yeah, there's or,
0: there's not many. Yeah. They they do at the end, um, but yeah. like. I think they just changed costume at the end, and there's a bit at the start. At the very but like, end, yeah. For, mo- like for the majority of this comic, they're just in their civilian clothes trying to hide, and there's also, like, um, the interactions that the team has mm. together as well. Like, it's obviously because there's, like, you know, crushes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so there's, like, you know, the sort of classic, oh, that's right? Yeah. Um, teen worries in there as well <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: what was that well that, sorry, that's I'm more
0: from it. one of them the others don't really care but jewelry lass nah. J- uh, stop, not Juro lass damsel <laughs> Juro damsel uh, yeah yeah she she has i think a crush on Monel, but no one else really yeah. notices um yeah or is the, it a the crush um, on clark i don't
1: know no no it's a crush on it's a crush on clark
0: yeah for sure
1: um yeah because she wants him to kind of walk her home but he, he actually just presents a sec- secret tunnel hatch yeah so kind of just <laughs> kind of going oh bloody hell and that's the thing, like opportunity yeah you
0: know it, it kind of reminds me of um, Spider-Man around this time because it's like uh, you know they're yeah. dealing with all these problems and stuff but then as a teenager you still have these concerns which are like just yes. as important as this life or death situation you're in yeah. Um, so that, that kind of brought the memories back I guess of like my experience is reading Spider Man and stuff as well, and I oh, imagine I would have had yeah. like if I read this when I was that age, I would have had like a very similar reaction yeah. and experience. I feel like if I grew up reading this, I would have really um, I'd be heavily yep.
1: into it now. Um, so oh no, absolutely, it taps into that that magic that Spider Man does. Yeah, i say that's the only comedy that does it, but it's so cool, isn't it? Because it, it does get into the the real life kind of drama side and relationships yeah things and and these kids are rife for that aren't they i mean they're teenagers exactly and And that that's who the
0: that's who the books aim towards as well you know Mm, yeah Um, yeah
2: so so um, this is um, like
0: a great um book i think for that like kind of you know um yeah well you, you know exactly what i mean so
1: yeah. Uh, ha- yeah have, so, have you read the have you read the recent, the the um current Legend of Superheroes? Oh, with the the Benders one? Uh yeah.
0: I read the first issue, I haven't read any other ones.
1: Is it how is it? Is it any,
0: any good, right. good? Like, the first issue wasn't terrible.
1: Okay.
2: Okay.
0: Um but like I just wasn't that interested in continuing. Right. Like it wasn't as good as this. Yeah. It didn't have like didn't have that sort of cool stuff that was in this, you know? Okay. That I noticed. Um, It didn't have, like, any sort of drama or anything. Like, it was just kind of very, Mm -hmm. like, action sort of mystery. Something about, like, the old Justice League's artifacts. I don't know. it had John, and John was slightly Mm -hmm. better in that than he is usually, but I was still like, that one. I'll check it out. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, plus, like, I hate this idea that John Kent, is now, like, the Superboy that inspires the Legion, and he's, like... There was that article recently where John Kent is now the one true Superman that inspires the future, and I'm like, shut up. (laughs) I'll take the guy who's been around 80 years, who went through growth, turmoil, growing up as a character, had a hero's journey... You know, yeah. go away. Stop trying to force John Kent as, like, the real Superman. Just, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. As I said, mm-hmm. Connor Kent, better option. Cause,
1: yeah. You know something different, isn't he? And, you know, exactly.
0: He's different, and him having to measure up to being Superman would be very interesting. But, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but no, this issue was great. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, um, and then I guess just towards the end as well, it, it it does have a, it does take a slight swerve with the uh, the mob, I think, but I think it was equally it does a bit equally yeah. fun. Um, I I think because they had to, you had to have some sort of tangible villain, um, piece, but it also serves as a really good um, I think, vehicle for, um. It kind of explains. So they want to draw Superboy out because he is a well lauded figure in Smallville. And since obviously Superboy can't show himself because he's hiding from yeah. more Drew, the crime does kind of start bubbling away. And there's this <laughs> funny this guy in pajamas, um, with the old suction caps going up the the wall. I think that's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Oh yeah, um, the, the, the classic jewelry. jewel thief. The, uh. Exactly. Um, and he, he, you know, he can still do his stuff because Superboy is nowhere to be seen. But then the next step up, the the mobsters come in and they want to take over the city. Um, and and it's a good way, I think. It was great to, to again have this other idea, present another idea of, okay, well, why don't we stir up the crowd? We don't need heroes. We can take on these thugs ourselves. So it becomes like another little story in itself. And I guess that's why, it's in a part two of this issue. Yeah uh um, and the mob, so it's a it's a kind of different story within the story. Um and yeah, no, I I think it was great and you get to see a little bit of the, the superheroes powers. They just um I love the idea of just using the heat vision, which mind you, we can't see. I mean so it's just fall intense. They're just looking at those guns and those um, Yeah. And I was and glad they did peams. that. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. otherwise it just would have been too reckless with other people's lives. But it's good that they still oh, yeah. had it like under control. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, it was cool seeing, like, the Kents. Because obviously, in pre crisis, the Kents are dead when he's an adult. So it's cool kind of seeing them. Because you don't see them that much. You only see them when he's Superboy, really. So yeah. So it's cool seeing them at their general store and stuff. Because they're not. Because um, they sold the farm pre crisis and they're at the general store in right. Smallville. So it's cool to see that instead of the same yeah. old. Yeah, come by the farm, Clark. Let me give you an inspirational <laughs> that, speech. Yep. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: and let's get off to the setting sun again. Yep. <laughs> and, and, anyway. Yeah. You
2: know.
1: Um, the, the only small other thing here, I guess, you would rate Connor as a quibble. I don't know. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's it's easily, I can easily look past it because, you know, of the story. Um, they're trying so hard not to be seen, right? Yeah. Um but what happens towards the end, they decide to dress up into their costumes and um and just congregate and talk about something. And and Lana sees them from the window and of course she is the ears and eyes of Mordrew and that's when kinda of Mordrew kinda of catches them.
0: It's a good like I guess the whole thing is like they that's then they're gearing up, they decided to fight back. You know, because, uh, as they said, yeah. they weren't from, like, the small wheel residents fought back against that odds, so we should, too. But then the other thing is, like, yeah, maybe they didn't need to put on their costumes before they went to the confrontation. Yeah. Maybe they could have yeah. fucked there. Um, Yeah, but, true. You know, Actually,
1: yeah, it is a small quibble. I mean, of course, you're right, because well, they're gearing up.
0: Yeah. They're trying to draw him so, like, they, mm. he sees them leaving, but he sees them beforehand. I don't know. Either yeah. way, it goes. Yeah, it, or, yeah. it was <laughs> a small thing.
1: I mean, like, it was vastly overshadowed by that awesome last page. Um, and, you know, more Drew, um, yeah. C- kind of standing over them in his um, larger-than-life stature. What is he, about 10 foot tall or something? Yeah, I like right. how he can just be giant. So. Yeah. And what interests me, and, and we'll get to it in the later issues, I love this thing, Lana being the insect queen. She's got yeah. a pretty cool power.
0: Man, you are like... Um, it's so funny, like, you... I'm not saying, like, I mean, so many, like, modern comic readers would think, like, something like that's stupid, <laughs> but, like, you realise, like, it you just see it as, like, it's fun, you know? It's fun. It yeah. is, like, and it is, like, you know, and Lana being the insect queen is, I think that's even a thing, well, maybe not now, but it was at some point. It's like Kurt Busiek, I think, brought that in his Superman, right? Right. Um, yeah. And you like Kryptonite as well. You're yes. like, yeah, it's, it's it's just a refreshing... Uh, perspective to hear from someone
1: <laughs> oh okay yeah i mean because it, it's you've got to judge it from within the confines of where it is you know oh yeah I mean, it's totally. within this story told you know it was written in this you know in this decade and stuff and and yeah it is a little bit of fun if you put if you post it and compare it with today's it's like oh you know
0: well, if you have That's Lana as the insect queen running out and running around in Lex yeah. Luthor, Man of Steel, then that would be a bit
1: yeah, strange. For, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> a bit strange. But, yeah, I mean, you don't even see her in this in the 369 yet. She's just alluded to, but I just wanted to to say that because she's got a pretty, you know, we're talking about costumes and they are kids. She's got a pretty um, classic superhero get-up. But um, I just love how she can just change into any insect. It's great.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And, like, you know, you got to remember, like, you know, this comic, like you want to sort of, especially if you're in this age group, you want to self-insert, you know, to these characters. So you mm. want everyone to kind of have like a special sort of place. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everyone's like superhero. Everyone has their own unique superpower. Um, you know, like I don't want to be Betty Grant. I want to be Spiderman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So do you know if Lana does she ever? Has she ever reclaimed um, the honorary Legion of Superhero title in, um, in today? Or has she ever...
0: Um, the the post-crisis that I've read, no, but okay. I don't know. As I said, I haven't read much Legion at all. I know Jeff Johns uh, does a Legion of Superheroes arc, which is supposed to be really good.
1: Um, oh, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm just wondering, because she's a, she's a major Superman character. I thought maybe if that had cropped up in any of the Superman issues, maybe, you no, know, about her is Lana Lang, right? So... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lana's not... Like, the, the whole thing with Lana is pre cross. She's more around... Like, she's kind of the lowest lane figure in the Superboy comics. Okay. Right. Although she goes a bit beyond that with, like, the Insect Queen and stuff. Um, and then she, yeah. she pops up in the Bronze Age as a major character. But before that, she was, like, not really around okay. in the present day. Um, yeah. But, you know. Uh, yeah. So, Grace, do we want to rate it and move on to the next one?
1: Uh, Yeah, let's let's rate it, and then we'll move on to the next one. Okay,
0: so actually, did we talk about the cover?
1: Oh, no, we haven't, actually. I thought the cover
0: was very good.
1: Covers, um, if anything, is good, uh, and... Although... I don't... It's got a classic kind of style. Uh, I like it. it. It reminds me of... I don't know, like the phantom comic stuff. Mm. Um just the way it and and just you know, I know with their young teenagers and all that, but every time Mordru appears in the picture, there's there's a sense of it's like a serious evil happening and, and I like how oh, absolutely, just
0: kind of yeah, he like, sticks
1: his arms out of the vault.
0: You have this team of like teenagers and stuff, but they still it still manages to pull off like, hey, this is a serious threat that is yeah. you know, like it, like a yeah. uh, grown up suit there. Like wouldn't be able to deal with this, you know. Yeah. Um. So it's like, it's definitely a credible threat, and the fact that they're teenagers and it comes off as you know, believable. Because like, uh, um, I think is a very strong aspect of the book because it's not like it's like a oh why don't they just call like the Justice League or something situation because they are yeah. you know the best despite the fact that they're a bit of snappers. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought the cover was very good. Um, I love how they're all drawn, like the characters and the poses. But uh, it's yeah. it's kind of funny how it's just like him sticking his hands out of a vault, which is like obvious um, in the issue. In fact, like it's kind of accurate to the comic, um, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. Uh, but like considering all the crazy imagery that happens in this book, yeah. it's surprising they didn't use one of those shots for the cover.
1: Yeah, I, I know. It, it seems to be more of a um, leaning towards more of a horror, like, theme. For yeah, the, like, for the cover. I've broken out. You know, yeah, yeah, Where, whereas, um, I mean, but rightly Mordred can, can walk into the horror elements or the sci-fi or the magical elements, but I think they went for the pure horror for this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, they could easily have picked any anything, Um you know, something cosmicy, out of spacey or something futuristic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, No, it's good. It was good. Good. Um...
0: Yeah. Um, so, I guess you rated first last time. I'll rate first mm-hmm. this time. So, ooh, what do we, we rate it out of? Why don't we just rate it out of Legionnaires? That's nice and simple, right? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Out of Legionnaires. So, I will give this eight Legionnaires out of ten. Uh, ooh. Nice I was one. really pleasantly surprised cuz like uh le- like the Legion of Superheroes is one of those things that like on the surface just doesn't grab me. Mm-hmm. Um but this issue was very good. Uh as as you said like as great artwork, the dynamics are good at you know you have a credible serious threat while also having like the sort of um like stuff that's just as important to teenagers as well. Like mm-hmm. it's just as important to them um being that and just brought back like all the nostalgic feelings of reading, you know, sort of Spider Man and stuff, uh yeah. pretty much like the same years, really, as this was written. Um and uh yeah, it was just everything was generally good. Like uh any problems I had with it were as race just quibbles, really. Yeah. Um so you know, I, I'm I'm pretty impressed considering Jim Shooter was like sixteen when he did this.
1: So, it's crazy, isn't it? Like Absolute such a talent. Um,
0: just yeah. despite his reputation as being a jerk, like the dude is talented. You yeah. cannot deny it, and this is like oh, yeah. this is evidence of that. Um, you He's know, 16. That's
1: crazy. You'd never get that these days.
0: No, like it's borderline prodigy kind of stuff. I mean, what? When did he mm. start? When he was like 12 or something? Something ridiculously young. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and you know, can't go wrong with Kurt as well. So,
1: yeah, that's why it
0: gets a strong eight from me.
1: Um, mm, what about eight grade? Legionnaires? Yeah. Um, I'd go for a, a nice solid seven and a half here. I, I really didn't know what to expect. Uh, like I said, um, if I'm completely honest, uh, I was a little hesitant to be like when I saw it, actually, in, oh, sorry, Adventure Comics. Going oh, Legion, I'm not sure if I'm really gonna like yeah. this, but I really did enjoy it. Um, also, maybe because I am reading a lot of uh, like older comics, like Epic Collections these days as yeah. well, and uh, there there's a certain a certain quality, a certain I, I guess I don't know. If you like older comics, then um, you kind of know what I mean. But uh, reading this, uh, it was a really to me it seemed like a very a very good older comic. Um, just because it had all, it ticked all the boxes. Yeah. It just and it, and it went above and beyond. It went for um, all that teenage-y stuff that you want to um know about when you're that yeah. age, but also has the the fantastic. Um, uh, and it was smartly written as well. It wasn't just your obvious superhero, you know, wham bam. Um, they're trying to hide, so it's a nice little, um, bit of tension there, and and um, Maudry's trying to get them to come out of their, you know. Come out of their hidey holes. Yeah. Uh, so no, very cool. Seven and a half. Um, the art as well. You, you can't really fault the art at all. Um, yeah. I would love to see this. You know, I haven't got a printed version of this, but I'd love to read this in a printed version. Uh, mm. What I'm reading now is it's slightly faded, the colours. Yeah. But I yeah. can imagine it'll be quite vibrant.
0: Oh yeah, like a nice done up sort of. Um, yeah. which which it is, I believe. Uh, because we do have feedback from Robert when we finished both these issues, yeah. but um. Yeah, so, and like, it's just, it makes me laugh because I just think back to when I was, you know, back in the day when I was a teenager. (laughs) uh, And it's like, if, if the world was ending, I would legitimately be just as concerned about having a crush on someone. Oh, absolutely. Like, and it's just, it's just crazy. Um, and I just, I love it. I love how these comics capture that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean,
1: you th- I mean not like the world is ending or anything, but in our current climate, yeah. kind of with the the pandemic, do you think teenagers out there are worried no, they're worried more about you know does she like me or absolutely <laughs> you know, absolutely uh, which party um, am I going to go to next? they don't care
0: and if they are worried they're like not as worried or they're just as worried they're not more worried yeah. about the state of the world unless they're you know unless they're yeah. like a a young doomer that's already planning like their um Secret bunker full of supplies when they're an but <laughs> doomsday people, yeah. Oh, which there is like that. In fact, I oh, know course, a dude yeah. who was like yeah, that absolutely. in high school, and he's on yeah. Facebook now. And man, is he feeling vindicated right now! Oh wow, he's <laughs> loving it. I oh mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I but know, uh,
1: yeah, um, oh, look, um, just before one last couple of things as well. Yep. Um, before I, I've got to mention Bob Cobb the brush salesman, those little touches. I just love this kind of really old school um, stuff. Ooh, um, and yeah. also that thing where the at school, at high school, um, Shadow Lass is being teased. Um, because a bit of a blue skin is being shown, and everyone's going, "Oh, you're an alien! Oh, ha, ha, look at your skin!" Um, and I loved how Clark just gets a fountain pen and goes, "Oh, hang on," <laughs> and he squirts the guy. And, uh, oh, oh, she must have just had you know ink sprayed yeah, on her yeah. as well. Oh, great. That
0: must be it. Yeah, <laughs> at so I I I that sort of stuff. At least I didn't say she was a communist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Blue skin, yeah. it's a communist. Um, <laughs> yeah, get out. Yeah. Actually, you saying that just reminded me of saying that want to touch on that i forgot uh i love how like uh shadow lass and um Joey Dansley rock up at these houses and like oh hey didn't you get the message <laughs> you know blah blah yeah. blah and like oh oh come on in poor dear like just that very yeah. sort of um yeah you know there's no mistrust or anything Nah, it's like the Coming small in. town like come on in you're out in the cold yeah. stuff like that. Complete
1: stranger who I've never seen before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's part of that like you know I think the the times yeah. as well like this this would be smallville in like the I don't know the 50s probably. Um yeah. and it's also part of like uh, also part of like the sort of innocence that smallville has like all the people there are kind of yeah, they're good folk, as it were. Um, so I, I thought that was a really nice and very amusing touch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so, very good, very good. So now let's move on to issue 370, the second part of this adventure, or whatever you want to call it adventure, <laughs> epic, shenanigans, Shenani- yeah, shenanigans, yeah, bit of malarkey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair shake of the sauce bottle there. Uh, <laughs> Alright, uh okay, so let's see, uh Part one uh issue three seventy Part one The Devil's Jury The Legionnaires escape Mordrew by burrowing down and escaping his magical wrath. They manage to make it to Clark's basement and there, along with his parents, they wipe their minds to ensure Mordrew can't locate them with their thoughts. If they do not know they are the Legion of Superheroes then neither does Mordrew. Mordrew summons an army from time and reality and Mordrew literally isolates Smallville by casting it into orbit, trapping everyone in the town. The army spread out, intent on finding the heroes but to no avail. Pete Ross clues in to the fact that Clark has forgotten about his own identity so he and Lana capture Clark to make him remember. Clark soon does and he quickly finds the other Legionnaires and restores their memory too. With Pete Ross honorary Legionnaire and Lana Insect Queen reserve Legionnaire, the six are ready to do battle with Mordru and defeat him once and for all.
1: And for part two, the Condemned Crusaders, their cunning plan involves duping the army with a couple of foils in Pete Ross's Superboy and one of Duo Damsel's as Shadow Lass. As they are all eventually captured and brought to Mordru's lair, Superboy and Shadow Lass effect their surprise attack it momentarily stuns Mordru but he is too powerful and eventually he defeats them all Mordru brings them all on trial in front of a devil's jury and with Raythor at the helm of the prosecution and Ross as the defense the heroes are found guilty and are sentenced to eternal oblivion in a deadly lead-lined krypton kryptonite-coated vault it proves a fake as Raethor reveals to be a sympathiser to the heroes and leads them to freedom. Mordrew catches on and disposes of the Wraitha in a fatal blast. He incapacitates the heroes once again, but makes the mistake of summoning too much power to kill them. The might of his power is too much for the cavern to bear, and it collapses, burying Mordrew and entombing him once more. The heroes find themselves free, ironically shielded from the cavern collapse by the force field Mordrew cast on them to trap them and return to the 30th century. It's revealed their colleagues, Invisible Kid, Dream Girl, and Ultra and Ultra Kid, were not killed by Mordrew, but had constructed an illusion to make it seem that they were, with a little help from the White Witch and Princess Projectra. Yep. Um, yep. So the second issue to this uh Fun caper, I'd say, Connor. Um, you know, pun purely intended there. Yes. Um, with capes everywhere. But, uh, yeah, an interesting way to, to finish off the um this uh, little tale. What did you think of 370?
0: I liked it. I don't know if I liked it as much as 369, but it was still mm. good.
1: Yeah, I, I'd agree as well. Um, I did enjoy it. I mean, a couple of little quibbles again. Nothing to detract you know immensely from the story but just a couple that of things man, I'd, I'd, I'd <laughs> <didn't> upset you <laughs> no no <laughs> well the only one thing and this is this is being very nitpicky the only one thing i mean and and you reminded me of it when you were reading the synopsis if mordru can lift the whole of smallville up into orbit and trap it into some sort of shield casing but if he if he gets buried you know in the cavern by just generating too much power surely he would be able to get out of that no problems at all i mean he can he can lift a whole city out up and above his you know himself
0: well yeah but like it, you know wizards have low constitution scores they're not like but <laughs> no true like uh, they're um it's like yeah
1: yeah no i'm i'm not going to i'm not going to you, you know nitpick it too much it was just one of those little things i mean you you suspend your disbelief and of course um the idea is that he's entombed again he's um you know we're safe the world is safe from him again well you yeah, no,
0: just he would have to i would feel like he would have to cast a spell to protect himself from harm which he was and at that point he was pouring all his power killing them so
1: yeah so he probably didn't and he left himself vulnerable
0: yeah um, you not know nothing about wizards, do you, right?
1: <laughs> oh, obviously not, apparently. <laughs> um, but no, but other than that, it was enjoyable, but I, I do agree. It was a, a little bit more fun, I think, as I mentioned in the earlier thing, of seeing the um the likes of the insect queen do her thing. Um, one of my favorite bits was um she used her insect um incisors to to chop through um yeah. the, the <laughs> <laughs> rope. Um but no, the fact that she can turn it down, she can cocoon Someone as well. Oh, she cocooned. Um, what's his face? Uh, Clark, right? So yeah, uh, yeah, that was a little, a little bit of fun. And their little plan at the beginning was was you know fun as well, having Pete Ross dressed as Superboy. Um, but yeah, there was a lot more happening in three six nine. I felt.
0: Yeah. Well, this this like it was um the sort of well, I don't think there was a lot happening in this, but uh mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know, like the, th- this was, this was good though. Um, it, it's like, how good is that shot where Clark flies out the window?
2: In oh his yeah. Pajamas?
0: But... It's like classic Kurt uh, Spawn, man. I love, I think we talked about this in Superman The Secret Years, uh, how he's really good at drawing like young versions of these mm. characters. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: it it, it, yeah, it's not just like a smaller version of a grown up. It, it's no, it's actually a younger.
0: You know. No, it's not Gary Frank. <laughs> I like Gary Frank. He's good. <laughs> Have you seen uh, Gary Frank's children? They're monsters. I haven't, no. <laughs> I haven't seen monsters. his
1: children. <laughs> I'm only familiar with his um, stuff on Death's Head 2 and uh, Incredible Hulk. But um, I don't think there were children in either of those. So, probably lucky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, true. Um, just speaking of art, also, kind of a very interesting effect in the darkness. Did you see that? The old school way of showing the dark and yet showing the art. Just um, fine vertical lines um, all the way through. Yeah. So I'm looking at page 16. Say page 16. Yeah, yeah,
0: I yeah. see it. Yeah, no, it's very good.
1: Pretty cool, um, isn't it? Yeah.
0: You know, so, yeah, like this was... It's interesting how they weren't able to defeat him. Um,
1: well, no, yeah, they can't, don't they? Yeah, they like
0: have... he—the only he defeated himself just by being super yeah. angry. Um, but they were screwed.
1: <laughs> they were, yeah. He uh, even their whole plan—that that main plan that was building up towards the end of three sixty nine—that failed. I mean, they—they they got what they wanted. They wanted to get captured, but I guess the plan of having a surprise attack of Superboy and Shadowlass. Um there wasn't not there's not much to it, that plan. And and it didn't work in the end. Um but I guess they were hoping on the element of surprise being the main thing.
0: Yeah, which like kind of worked when they got mm. him in the dark, but Yeah. Um yeah. I, I do love like yeah, like, Superman gets the memory machine. He's like, okay, Lana, you forget who I am now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, the memory sh- machine was, um, yeah, was towards the end. Uh, so everyone was kind of forgetting. Uh, and, and Pete Ross, um, yeah, he was going to do it to Pete Ross. And I'm like, oh, no, dude. Yeah, but, um, Monel, yeah, but Monel grabs it.
0: It's like, dude, that's not cool that you do it to Pete Ross. Like, Pete Ross yeah. found out on his own accord. It's your fault for, um, you know, you can't just do the do the Superman kiss everything away. Yeah. Uh, no,
1: but I like it how Monel's trying to keep consistent with the future. Like Pete Ross must know. Yeah. So he can't have Pete Ross forget. Um, who, who knows? Maybe destiny will play its part. And even if he did mind wipe him, you know he would he'd eventually find out again. Find out again. But no, I, I like that touch.
0: Well, that, that's a whole other thing, isn't mm. it? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. So I thought that the trial was kind of neat, um but like it
2: was
0: it was good but it was a bit weird. I'm like, why did he yeah. put them on trial? I don't know. It it just felt odd but
1: Yeah. I, I agree. I I it felt a little odd. if you compare it to three sixty nine, the things there, like this whole thing about um evading Mordrew and stuff, which was a lot more exciting. This trial seemed to be to me it seemed to be Mm, we've got to put them in a different scenario now. Okay, yeah. let's put them in trial, like in front of a legal system, and yeah. see how they go. But it's a very biased legal system, anyway, so you know what the result is going to be.
0: I did like the part of how they're accused of like anti crime actions. Yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was great. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was it was a cool set piece. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's pretty. I don't know. Like, it seems pretty nitpicky of me, but I was just. I noticed it. it. It stood out among everything else, which felt like a sort of natural continuation. Of, yeah. Um, I, 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 how good was, like, Smallville being heard into space, though?
1: I know, like, yeah. Uh, I, I love those awesome feats of power. You know? Oh, yeah. You just did that. It, that was really... Yeah, but no, I agree with the trial. It seemed a little... Um, Although it was on the front cover, and that was, I guess, what this whole thing was leading to, Yeah. it, it neither... Um, had the impact I think they wanted it to. Um, nor did it, you know, really add anything. Yeah. <laughs> um. To it, the, the only thing I guess was the how do you I, I pronounced it the Rethor that guy. Um. It was kind of cool how he it's helped the them at the end. It, yeah. Well, yeah, because they were up, they were dead for all.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were. Um. um yeah, like they. Yeah, that was another time that they could. They they were helpless without uh Maudreau's Yeah guy portraying I mean, them with his little backstory of how he used to be top gun but now he's um
1: Yeah. But he gets brutal brutal he, ending yeah. to him.
0: Yeah. Like so <laughs> much was... for
1: no one can die in comics. Yeah. I
0: guess the comics code authority was just losing power year by year, so
1: Yeah. <laughs> he was incinerated before your eyes.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> 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 like scrubbing everything was great.
1: It's a, a pretty impressive um, depiction, I think. You know, because it's kind of basically turned into ash. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, um, very shocking indeed. But uh, no, no, it was. Um, yeah, Mordrew was good. Uh, yeah, just a little incompetent at, at the end there. Um, it, it is a funny idea. He was. I guess he was so angry at them, he summoned too much power.
0: Well, they, <laughs> they set him up. Like Eddie did so much stuff. Like, I guess, like. Only he could be his own undoing, really. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I, apparently he comes back at some point. Like he's a, I think he's a recurring villain or something. As I said, this Ooh. is like one of the only Legion stories I've read. But I was googling and um, it says like it's his first appearance of recurring villain Mordru or something. So
1: Mordru versus the Galactic Golem. Ooh, be awesome,
0: man! Galactic Golem, he needs to come back. <laughs> <laughs> um email Bendis and then the Black will, will like start talking like a teenager.
1: Oh, uh, from New York.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh right. Uh, what, what
1: did you think of the, the end? Like, um, I'm assuming you yeah, I mean as you mentioned, you, you don't know too much about the other characters of no. uh, the Legion. Mon is probably the kid.
2: most I know about.
1: Okay. But White Witch and Princess Projectora. Jeez, I love some of their names. Um but you know, they, they kind of tell their tale, and the ending I, th- I think was uh, well, it's pretty uh, <laughs> pretty dated. Um, you know, the the last little three quip.
0: girls, yeah,
1: <laughs> three girls. Can you believe it? They uh, beat him. It's like, yeah, well, <laughs> um, yeah, and was that, that was buggy. meant to be like the punchline, you know,
0: Da-da-da-da-da. yeah, yeah, it, it didn't bug me. I just was funny, like. Right?
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, oh no, yeah, yeah, but it, it's definitely a sign of the times. Um, oh, definitely. Um, but but White Witch is pretty cool. Princess Projectra—that's a pretty know. awesome
2: name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, yeah. No, so I mean, they were they were pretty cool. We don't we didn't see much of them at all. I'm assuming they no. they turn up a lot
0: in. Yeah, uh, in I would elements. assume so. Yeah. Um. So I guess this is also our first Superboy. Story as well, yeah. If we don't count the last years where he was like super teenager, I guess mm-hmm. super like he was Superboy in that, but he was a bit more grown up than he is here, yeah. But yeah, it's our first Superboy story, and like I guess you got a pretty good look into what they're kind of like. How he has like this crazy lab, yeah, uh, under his yeah. house. He was the like the kent's in their general store and stuff, like yeah, uh, insect queen Lana. Like a lot of that's in like Superboy stories. Um, yeah
1: it's so it's so funny i always like i know i know i now know better but um i always thought superboy and i think i asked you this ages ago um was a different entity to superman as opposed to a young clark yeah i I always thought he was like i don't know jonathan kent or or some other reality superboy um so it is actually quite cool to to read superboy stories knowing that that you know we're, we're Reading Clark Kent stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was, um, funnily enough, I was talking to Dave and he said he prefers when Superboy is Clark Kent, whereas I'm kind of the opposite. I prefer when Superboy is like Connor Kent. Um, different spelling oh, to my name, guys. Yeah. I D E R, yeah.
1: Yeah, unfortunately.
0: Um, cause like, yeah, I, but like, you know, I, I don't hate Superboy or anything, he has his place. Um, yeah. And like, but it's
1: Superman. He's Superman, really. He is oh yeah, it,
0: it, so, it is. Like he's, it's just yeah. Superman's adventures in Smallville, like Superboy. Yeah. And and like I, I had no problem with Superboy after we read the Secret Years because that was a really good transition of. Because like, my problem always was like, oh, so, you know, he was essentially Superman from the get go, but Superboy actually does show his transition to Superman by dealing with, like, adult sort of consequences and decision making. Um
2: mm-hmm.
0: so I'm I'm pretty on board with Superboy now and plus like it's just this you know pre-crisis like continuity yeah. and stuff it doesn't matter as much.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, you can detach yourself from it in that sense. It, it's
0: all about how good the stories themselves are. Yeah. So you know um but yeah that that's the thing that was a controversial thing when um well one of the many controversial things that John David Manesteal was the Getting rid of Superboy. Um.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. So that, uh 'cause cause, like, obviously, he, there was no Superboy. He just.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he yeah, became yeah.
0: Superman after rescuing people anonymously for years. Which I prefer, but, like, yeah, it was controversial, I believe, at the time. In fact, mm-hmm. we'll be talking about that, uh, next episode, uh, with a special guest, but we will announce that, uh, at the end. So, mm-hmm. um,. Yeah, so I I enjoyed this issue. Like, it was a good conclusion to the story. It's a nice two-parter. There was lots of uh, content as well, you know, because comics generally had more content back then. Um,
1: yeah, I think you're yeah, similar to the Batman Superman. Um, another good example of how a two-parter can work, like well-paced. Yeah you know it didn't nothing seemed rushed nothing seemed uh, unresolved there was enough closure to everything yeah um so it was a nice neat little package yeah i mean and i'm i'm um warming up more to these small 2 parties, if they can be done well because I, I previously i didn't really like them um just in general because there's just never enough in them yeah. to enjoy them but um batman superman and this one has proven me wrong
0: yeah um definitely uh you know and i'm also like I I had no interest in the Legion, um, but, like, I, I did enjoy this story. Due, due to my reading schedule, I probably wouldn't seek out Legion to read right now, but, like, I definitely don't have any, like, qualms for anything now on a service level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was yeah. always like, eh, Legion. No, 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 and I read this. So I'm like, okay, they're actually pretty cool. Um,
1: you mean contemporary stuff or just any of this stuff? Just
0: in general. Okay. Especially, but especially like the older stuff, I guess. Contemporary, I've, I've been told that Jeff John's Legion of Superheroes is the one to read. Um, but like, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the Legion in this story, and I guess it's the first kind of Legion story I've read that wasn't like them showing up in a post-crisis Superman book
1: for,
0: you know, with, and like every time that happened, I just was kind of confused. Yeah. And stuff. And in this, I didn't really know who the characters were and their backstories, but that didn't actually matter for the story. Because yeah. you know enough, whereas the ones I read post and stuff, I always felt a bit lost, like I should know all
1: these people and everything,
0: but this I was able to, you know, enjoy yeah. it. So,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd be the same as well. I'd be more inclined to read more of these classic ones than, than modern. I mean, not yeah. that I wouldn't read the modern ones, but just because... Yeah, I mean the tales are simpler here. Um, as so you say, you can kinda of detach yourself from it. You don't have to worry about, oh gosh, is this consistent with the rest of the universe? Yeah. Um, it's just a, a lot of fun and, and these characters are drawn drawn out really well. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it, it surprised me, certainly, the Legion. I mean you have yeah. yeah.
0: You have like the advantage of this here, you have like Kurt Swan art and crazy sci fi imagination with high yeah. stakes and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like this here is always gonna be better for that kind of thing mm. but uh, yeah, so I don't really have anything else to add with this issue really, um, yeah. the cover was cool You know, oh, the
1: cover was cool um, hang on, let me just flip back to the cover uh, I think I prefer a uh, bit of a toss up, I think I maybe prefer the 369, this yeah. one was okay I think I prefer yeah, this I'm- cover I like the colours in this cover. Just the the, the deep purple and greens yeah. and stuff. Um Oh yeah, maybe this one. Yeah, uh oh, yeah, pretty much of a muchness, really. Yeah. Uh if anything you get to see the Insect Queen there. <laughs> um and uh and Mon in stocks. That's great. <laughs> uh yeah. Oh but it was it was a pretty decent cover, I thought. Yeah. any of these names uh, ring a bell to you? Dorzak and Holding and no, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh...
0: They're cool names though. Uh yeah. Rune, Saboteur, Coldar, Traitor, Yeah, Dor, Zack, Goldgrow, I love it. Goldre. Um it has like their what their crimes are or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um but uh <laughs> yes. So let's before we give our ratings and stuff, we do have feedback mm. on this issue and that is from the man who requested it, our friend over at Swamp Thing's Podcast, Robert.
1: Hey,
0: Robert. Hey. So, uh, greetings. I first read Adventure Comics 369 to 370 when they were reprinted in one of the oversized Treasury Edition comics circa 1976. It made something of an impression on an eight-year-old me, principally because I think 16-year-old Jim Shooter, god I'm jealous, was able to put enough of a relatable teenager in the story to make it emotionally relatable. We've all been scared and had to work up our courage, and I can think of a few things more relatable than Joe Danzo crying herself to sleep over an unrequited crush. Perhaps more tragically, a crush she knows she can't possibly work out, even if Clark is a total fool. Uh, beyond that, there's a lot to like in the story. I like how it starts in media res with a panic retreat. I like how it reverses the usual Legion formula with an adventure in Smallville in the past instead of the future. I don't know if Australia is familiar with the Devil and Daniel Webster, but I like how Shruta weaves that into his story, and I like how Mordrew's uncontrolled anger and hate ultimately defeats him. And this tale seems to have substantial life afterwards. Shadow Last and Mon-El became a long-running couple. Mordrew became a long-running villain, even making it into the infamous... Uh, 70s Legion of the Superheroes, Legend of the Superheroes live-action television show. And Dora Damsel's crush on Superboy became something of a character trait climaxing post-crisis when she joined a conspiracy post-crisis to avenge Superboy from the time-trapper as a result of John Byrne's attempted continuity fix. So, I expect you'll have plenty to talk about, not least, Kurt Swan's prime art. Hope you enjoy it. All right. Uh, Yeah, that that poke... Post-crisis story was interesting because, um, John Byrne was writing Superman, but the Legion of Superheroes still existed. Right. And the problem with that is Superboy was still showing up in mm. Legion of Superheroes, and Superboy still was the one who inspired Legion of Superheroes. So, John Byrne did this whole, like, pocket universe arc where it explained all that, mm. um, and Superboy dies and stuff. Oh. Um. So, but like, and that that climax isn't great. Like, I actually really thought that I think *The Universe* arc was great. Um, but I did have to have the context knowledge to appreciate it. Otherwise, be really okay. Easy, so, but uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not aware of uh, Devil and Daniel Webster. Are you?
1: No, not at all. No,
0: I have absolutely no idea who they are. Um, don't now. Hmm. American Law or something or uh, it's a short story Yeah. Oh. Oh I know, I think I've heard of this. Or I've heard yeah. of like I've seen a lot of stories based on this. Um Okay. What's well, it a... I'm not really sure how it relates to the issue, but uh I okay. guess I guess um since I'm not intimately familiar with it, I wouldn't really know. Uh yeah no thanks Robert um yeah we we, we did we definitely talked about like the teenage stuff like that
1: yeah um, absolutely and the big highlight was the or damsel I mean that that was something that Robert locked onto even as a wee tacker um, her unrequited love for Superboy yeah love or lust <laughs> in one or the other um. No, but never picked at Shadowlass and L. Never saw that coming.
0: Well, they they there were kind of a couple in um this issue.
1: Well, Uh oh, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of
0: you mentioned like a double date with Super yes. mon L and uh, uh, Shadowlass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, th- thanks for the uh, feedback, Robert. Uh, I can yeah. I can definitely see. Uh, how it made an impression on you, absolutely. And it's cool that you, uh, read it in a, a trade as well, yeah, because we were talking about that before. How it be cool if this is like in a trade, so I might check that out and put and it And
1: oversized that. as well, Robert yeah. Said. I'll so put uh, it in
0: it's probably, I mean, 1976, so it's probably like not really able to get it anymore, but I'll have a look anyway and see if yeah. I can put it in the show notes, but uh. Yeah, thanks, Robert. Um thank so you, yeah, hey, Robert. Do you have anything to add to that feedback?
1: No, other than it's good to hear that uh, Maudreau lives on and uh, lived on into animated form as well. Uh, that would be very interesting to kind of follow well, he said, up on. You said
0: live action.
1: The live action, sorry, live action. Wow, even better.
0: Infamous 70s Legend of the Superheroes live action television.
1: Live action. I've
0: help. never heard of this. Uh
1: <laughs> this has gotta be oh this has got, got to be something to be seen, I guess then. Talking about seventies live action TV. Okay,
0: Nineteen seventy nine. Oh. Wait a minute. There's a variety special apparently. Okay. Has uh Shazam, Batman oh there's Mordrew.
1: <laughs> Christopher Lee? Christopher Lee as Mordrew. Wait,
0: seriously? <laughs> No, no. No, I'm okay, I was going thinking... to say,
1: he doesn't look tall enough. Um, no. no, I haven't got it in front of me. I'm just thinking, like, who's old enough to... <laughs> He's probably there.
0: I'll send it to you on Facebook and you can have a look after it. It's, uh... Yeah. Let's see. Um. Yeah, so... Uh, Adam West and Burt Ward replies their roles as Batman and Robin. and Frank oh, wow. replies his role as the Riddler. Uh, so I guess they're like the linchpins. Oh, there's Hawkman. <laughs> oh, jeez. 79. Wow. Cause this, that would be, yeah, sweet. Well, um, that, that's definitely interesting. Thanks, Robert. Uh, yeah, thanks, Robert. <laughs> Wardrew made his live action debut. Wow. Um, so, do we want to rate this then?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. We, we rated the first one. Let's, let's finish it off with, um, with this one out of. Um do you wanna rate it out of Fireballs? Yeah, okay, fireballs.
0: Yeah. Alright, uh you go first. I went first last time.
1: Yeah, uh so yeah, I'd give this maybe a, a six and a half. Yeah. Um fireballs. Um uh you know, ready to kill. Uh it was decent enough. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't disappointing at all. I mean, it was a nice finish to this two parter. But yeah, as mentioned, I, I think the first half was a lot stronger. The ideas were a lot um, were a lot stronger, uh, and there was a lot more tension created with it. Um, I think with this one, the lack of tension just came from. I guess Mordrew, He kept on beating them. Um, and and then there's no real tension in the trial because, you know, you know it's a it's a what do you call it, a hung jury? Is that yeah. It? yeah, yeah. So you know it's all going to go wrong for them. Um, so yeah, in that sense, uh, I'd give it a little less. But uh, how about you?
0: Um, I don't, I don't really share the same opinion about the tension. But I I will also give it a 6.5 balls. Uh, it was still good. Um, it's not as strong as the first issue, and, uh, yeah, like, there were some really cool moments and stuff, but, uh, it felt, maybe, like, I don't know, it, maybe, mm, no, I don't know. Um, so it was good, I just, yeah, I'm just thinking, it's like, was just a bit odd. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure, just like the... Yeah. um it, it, yeah, it like just. I, it mean, just, like, I mean, I, mean, p- I guess I don't really have a problem with it. Yeah, it just wasn't as good as the first one. You know. Yeah. So I guess I, mean, I have to just... leave it at that. Really.
1: Um,
2: okay.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: That's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that's it's uh, exactly. I mean, one has to be kind of better than the other. It'd be hard to make them exactly the same.
0: Mordru. Um, I think Mordru was more of a terrifying presence in the first issue. Yeah. Than he was in this one. I think maybe I'll maybe I'll boil it down to that. But like, yeah. you know, there was still cool ones. I did like seeing them operate without their secret identities. Um yeah. and it was cool how they like burrowed into the earth and blinded in the dust. Mm-hmm. to escape.
1: Yeah, it's actually funny. It was um this was more of a conventional superhero comic because they're all in costume they're they're fighting they're doing their thing they're out in the open they're exposed but yeah i did find the first half when they were concealing their super superhero-ness um yeah i found that more interesting
0: yeah i mean i think it, it's just like there was so there was so many like huge like, There were so many moments in the first issue that were like really memorable and stuff um yeah Whereas, as you said, this issue is more standard. Not that that's bad. No. no. But after the build-up of the first issue, like, it, it would have been cool if they had to come up with some, like, really out-of-the-box plan to beat this guy. Yeah. Um, but instead they yeah. just kind of got their butts kicked.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. You know. Yeah, that, that plan for me was a little just, you know, Well, it didn't ordinary. work. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it was, like, never going to work against this guy because he's mm. too powerful. But um, that's
1: a, That's it. They, they should you would expect for are coming they should come up with a more elaborate plan i guess that's what you're saying as well
0: yeah cuz given given like this story you would expect elaborate plans like mm. the, but um, you know like the um yeah you know it's still still good though uh, yeah. like as you said it's still a good two part up mm-hmm. um so i guess i guess it's the same ratings as uh well, not the exact same, but it's close to the same range as the Batman-Superman two-parter, where I thought the second part is just not as good as the first. Yeah. Um But, yeah, so next time we are knocking off Noel Tate's request, the final mm. Alan Moore Superman story, Whatever Happens to the Man of Tomorrow, and we will be joined by Robert, who has, who has joined us before for our Swamp Thing crossover, and that'll be awesome. Um and, you know, I'm sure we will get into the John Byrne reboot while we're there as well, because <laughs> there's all sorts of... Because, like, a, Whatever Happens to Man Tomorrow is the final pre-crisis Superman story. So... Uh, that'll be interesting. Lots of cool stuff to talk about, behind-the-scenes stuff to talk about. It is, like, one of the most lauded Superman stories. In top ten lists, or whatever, you always see this or All-Star at the top. Sometimes Red yeah. Sun, But, you know. Um, but it's, like, pretty it's beloved but i think in superman circles it's controversial yeah right um for a lot of reasons that we'll get into uh i'm interested to see ray's take on it whether he loves it (laughs) hates it or ends up having the same opinion as me (laughs) who knows um yeah but yeah
1: should be fun, yeah. Uh, looking forward to it. looking forward to catching up with Robert again.
0: Yeah, it'll um, be great. Yeah. So I uh, expect that in about two weeks, um, as usual. Uh, so everyone, stay safe, stay home. Yes,
1: absolutely. And
0: remember, Superman, he he self isolates. He goes into exile and he gets sick. And yes. yes, I can show you the issues where he does so if you if you require <laughs> them. Um,
1: and, and if you're um if you are related to Monell. For some reason, do not self isolate in lead-lined um, confines. It's not very, not very health- healthy for you. Yeah,
0: and if there's lead in your yard, then... yeah, that's it. <laughs> so <it's really> <laughs> all right. So, alrighty. See ya. Catch you later. Bye. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC.